Hey, you are listening to another edition of FW Live here in the FW Radio Network. I am Patrick, your host with me as always, Benny Danger and Eric with McAvillis Beach here. Well, we'll see. We'll have to wait to find out live on a special Tuesday night edition of FW Live because, you know, we're going head to head on night with Impact Live. They wouldn't earn. Don't they do it tenth? That kind of killed this thing. Anyways, whatever. Um, the NBA is back, but they're not better than ever. Well, unless you count the people who gain like two hundred bazillion dollars for running around an empty stadium. But guys, how are you this evening? Doing all right. Doing all right. Um, you know, we had some. Interesting wrestling over the weekend, I'll say. Um, that definitely deserves talking about. Yeah. Um, I, I wonder which part you find interesting. <laughs> I'm okay, I guess. Been better. Well, yeah. Uh, on a personal note, uh, as, as we miss the one true queen of FOW, uh, I will say that, man, the, the COVID machine kicking her tail. Um, listen, I call her out and she shows up. She's like, uh-uh, you're going to call me out like that? I'm fine. I was here already. I left and came back, but, you know. She's in, in a tunnel somewhere in uh, places we cannot speak of. Uh, but, no, craziness. Uh, late last week, we found out that the family who's coming from out of town had COVID, so they're not coming. And now someone close to family uh, in town has COVID. So now, I don't know, it's a 50-50 chance that uh, pa- Patrick may be having a party of two for Christmas <laughs> for the first time ever. Um, huh. Well, you know, I mean, it's it's a weird year. It's kind of making us all take changes to a lot of things. And yeah, holidays are definitely one of them. Yeah, for sure. It's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, so it's a wild ride, but 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 we're here. Um, we're here. Uh, uh, weirdness, weirdness to to talk about. So I think we we should go ahead and get started with uh, WWE and um, TLC. Tables, ladders, and chairs, uh, you know. And fire. Fire. TLCF, you know. Yeah, it's uh, it an interesting thing to see. But uh, uh, I, I got to say, my predictions are all over. Um, and by that, I mean mostly wrong. Uh, that never happens. So that's, that's how crazy of a year 2020 is, you know. Uh, but yeah. oh boy, um, I did not watch the pre-show match. Um, it still haven't. Did you guys? No. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, I-, I heard it was uh, the shortest match of the night. Probably so. It was just. I feel like it was just used to advance Biggie and Sammy. Well, I, I was kind of like saying stature, but sure, uh-huh. that too. Um, I mean, look, 
even be be getting orders are like they're they're short. I mean, as thick as they I are. Mean, not- I mean, they're not like seven feet tall, but I think Otis is kind of probably shorter. But I think Big E's like six three, six yeah. four, maybe. Um, yeah, uh, but yeah. So okay, interesting one. But I didn't watch with Snake Man tag. Uh, but we kick off the the, the night with uh, you, the longest match of the night uh, in your opening match uh, as uh, Drew McIntyre defends his. Uh, is this the Universal Championship? I keep I can't keep track. The WWE. Oh, this is the Championship, right? Uh, against AJ Styles, and later on against also the Miz, who cashed in his uh, briefcase unsuccessfully as Drew McIntyre. Uh, my 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 predictions for uh, WWE Wrestler of the Year or Male Performer of the Year. Or whatever it is that they call it of the year. Uh, yeah, I think this puts that stamp on it uh, to uh, defeat not only AJ Styles, but uh, The Miz and Morrison, uh, if you count uh, the interference. But yeah, uh, successfully retaining his championship here. Uh, yeah, he, he defended it successfully against AJ Styles. Uh Everybody else was just um, interference because The Miz did not cash in his money in the bank. John Morrison cashed it in for him. So that's not even legal. You can't even do that. I, I, I would go to court again. Yeah, I don't buy all that. Okay. It, Miz cashed it in. It was an official cash in. It counted. Morrison handed the briefcase. Morrison told him to cash it in. Miz was just there. Well, Maybe Miz his still, intentions Miz were still not went to. On. Miz still went on and did the match, though. He still fought for it, so there he took yeah. the cash in. It might have been at the urging of his friend. Yeah. Miz is still Mr. Money in the Bank. No, he's he's Mr. Loser in the Bank, okay? Yeah. No. He lost. You can't just handle when somebody you like loses, okay? But you can't cash in for somebody else. That's like me going to the He didn't bank. cash in for him. He handed it over, but Miz Morrison, accepted it. And, Morrison and cashed in. Morrison cashed in. Miz exactly. did not cash in. Exactly. Morrison is the one who handed the briefcase. Morrison was not the legal contract holder. Thus, he had no reason. The referee should not have added or constituted that as the official cash in because Morrison did not actually uh, possess uh, ownership of the money in the bank case. I'm Preach. sorry. Miz is still Mr. Money in the Bank. You guys are marks. He lost, okay? Get over it. You're a guy you like lost. Get Listen. on with life. In Listen. the immortal words of Booker T, don't hate the player, hate the game. We do Sucka. hate the game. Okay? We've, we've, been, we've hated the game what, for like 20 years. What, what happened the next night on Monday Night Raw? What happened the next night on Monday Night Raw? The Miz did not question anything. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Did you not watch Monday Night Raw? Well, listen. Apparently not. Listen, listen. Let, 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 can I finish? My he called his lawyer. Whatever. Yes, but listen. I'm not talking about what we saw on TV. Listen to my point here. All right. The Miz knows that he failed, the, the, and he even tried to. Even though 
he's gonna of course he's gonna fight it. He can't just admit defeat. I mean, you know, it's the thing that losers do these days. They go to court, they sue, they claim fraud. That's just what happens. It's a bad example that Look, people have said. The Miz apologized right? because AJ felt bad. AJ's got a boo-boo on his face. And the Miz is a family man. He understands that, you know, AJ is from the country and he might need money for his family or whatever because he's not making that awesome USA money like the Miz. So the Miz felt bad. He felt bad that AJ didn't achieve the goal. Again, the Miz did not cash in the Money in the Bank briefcase, which means the Miz did not actually lose anything, including that match. The Miz inserted himself in the match, which was a no-DQ match, being that it was a TLC match, meaning that anything and everything was legal. So the Miz inserted himself into the match. Again, he did not do an official cash-in, which means he is still missing Money in the Bank, and he felt sorry that AJ is not a phenomenal, phenomenal excuse me, as he thinks he is. And all yeah. he was doing was just trying to help Miz was just trying to help AJ get the belt so he could cash in on him. That's all it was. And it just so happens that it didn't work out. He, the, the Miz knows he tried. The Miz knows he failed. The Miz knows he's not Mr. Money in the Bank. But he's going mean, to play fair. let's be honest. It's, it's not the Miz's fault that AJ's man almost didn't do anything. I mean, come on. The Miz is awesome. That's all you it's not AJ, it's not it's not even the Miz's fault that AJ couldn't succeed with three or four people against Drew McIntyre. Like, you know, that's AJ's fault. Maybe AJ's got some shortcomings, you know? Well, we will not hear that kind of blasphemy against Alan James in this household. That's right. Even though we're not in that household. But yes, no. That's right. Listen, it's over, guys. You know, maybe yeah. yeah maybe, the, the match is over, but the Miz is still Mister Money in the Bank. Listen, if the if the Miz wants another title shot, guess what? Next month, next Monday, next uh, next month, the Royal Rumble. It's a brand new year. It's a brand new time. Get in the tur- get in the in the Battle Royal and try to win. That's it. But Mister Money in the Bank doesn't need to win the Royal Rumble. Well. Because money in the bank sure, because is too he's no longer anytime he wants. Anytime right. within one year. No. Nah, he is nah. still money in the it, bank. It, it, so it expired the day he cashed in. He, he hasn't cash cashed in. in. He did. All right. I mean, Maurice yeah, yeah. is not even Maurice. Good, I mean, yes. they may have great hair like Maurice. He's not even his wife. Yes. He's not legally entitled to have anything of Mrs., like half of ownership of anything. Thus, Morrison can't cash in. Morrison is just some dude, like on the street. Johnny Momo. What? How da- how Johnny dare Monday you, Night Raw. How dare you refer to to Johnny as just another dude on the street? He's the mayor of Slamtown. Show some respect. I've never Johnny been to Slamtown. I'm whatever. sorry. No, yes, oh, forget it. He he knows he did it. He admitted it. It it wasn't until he finally realized that he could have a a, a fighting chance to. Get this overturned, but uh, like the US elections, not getting overturned. There was no fraud. The miscashed in, unsuccessful. Moving on. Sasha Banks defeats Carmella to retain the WWE SmackDown Women's Champion. Reginald Thomas, where the heck did he come from? I've seen him for the last few weeks, but somehow I missed who he is where he came from and why is he there? 
He's uh, Carmela's. Uh, what do you call that thing? Wine, what? Uh, the wine taster. I don't know. I want to say concierge, but that's a hotel thing. Kind of, kind of is probably not the word you're looking matter. for. It's something to do with wine. I don't know. I don't drink. But he's he's essentially Carmela's manservant. Huh. I guess. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, I mean the metro's good. Uh, I mean, Carmela no, looked a lot better than than she has she in has. previous outings. I yes. will say that. Yes, she, she is. Uh, in, she's improving greatly. She's still not like top tier level, but she's definitely improving a lot. Yeah, they. they she's they definitely got a better move set as a heel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, and it's you know she's kind of playing at the diva thing right now, so it's. If she doesn't do a whole lot of moves, that kind of plays into it too. If she really exactly. just kind of smack talks as she's going about and trash talks and maybe puts on a lazy rear chin lock or something like that, she's a diva. She's not a she's not a wrestler, you know, like you could go through all that stuff and it um it kind of plays into it. Exactly. She did her job well. I mean this is two uh two title defenses now for uh for Sasha, I believe one of our panelists uh, said it was Carmella's time. Ready to uh, ready to hear that explanation? It wasn't me. I was clearly drunk, like Carmella. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. What was I gonna say? They, they, yeah, they kept the Snoop song, which we wondered if they were gonna keep after. Yeah, that's uh, true. You know, well, I think since Snoop Dogg has officially appeared in AEW yet, he's still not in the bad graces. You know, well, he he's suppo- they supposedly out. want him for a commentator starting next week or next month or something, because everybody liked his commentary for the boxing match so much. It was pretty funny. I'm not yeah. gonna lie. I mean, how, how can he know me? But yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, who's who's next? Who's next for Sasha? I mean, this is a question. Pretty clear cut. It seems uh, like they're trying to team. They're trying to team everybody else up. They're trying to make t- tag teams at everybody else. So there's not a whole lot of top tier singles stars right now. Yeah, I mean, I could see them coasting whatever not until you know. They they do another women's bat, uh, Royal Rumble and that'll be probably who challenges her. Um, at um, what do you call it? At WrestleMania. WrestleMania. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it all determines. But I mean, WrestleMania you know, is still a long ways away, so you would yeah. think she would need defenses between now and then. We need. I mean, at you least, got the, what three? You got the Rumble, which she could very well wrestle in. Yeah, but she would and more than likely defend the belts that night. And then, of course, Elimination Chamber, she'd probably defend the belt that night. Probably in Elimination Chamber. Right. Yeah. See, this is what yeah. I said the problem was with Sasha retaining. Nobody for her to fight. At least Carmella's back fresh off of whatever, and people could come Face and challenge surgery. her, and it'd be sort of kind of entertaining. But, you know, now you got Banks just sitting there 
not doing anything. No interest in Well, paying. you know, I mean, a, def- a defense, a one-time defense is never a one-time defense. I think she'll yeah. probably fight Carmella again in the next few yeah. weeks. So there is still the opportunity for Carmella to win it, you know, using her, her newfound manservant as, you know, for the distraction roll-up. Uh, the single most devastating finisher in sports entertainment, um, and uh, and somehow win the title that way, and then it's the chase to get Carmella because we're in the work rate era. You're supposed to be a good wrestler, not just a character, and so everybody would boo her and wants her to lose the belt, but somehow she keeps winning. An interesting name for an that interesting I, story. An interesting name that I thought of to chase Sasha is uh, it, Chelsea. Uh, I think her wrist is healed. She's already made her SmackDown debut. Um, could she possibly get a shot of it at the Rumble? I mean, no. I mean, it seems very soon to give her the title shot coming in. I think they'd want to do a little more to establish her before they just yeah. hand her the belt. Well, they're not. I mean, not necessarily to win the belt, but I mean, like looking at the SmackDown women's roster, there's just not much there unless you. Call up a break up Ripley, call people up or something, yeah, yeah, or break up Riot Squad and finally let them actually do something. One of them, any of them, um, because I think other than that, you've got Tamina, you've got Billy Kay, and then Bailey, kind of more in a character role right now than a wrestling role, yeah, Mm -hmm. she's just kind of being a comedian. I mean, Um, they could turn uh, Bianca heel. And yeah, that's that's the issue is if if Mello wins, the obvious chase is Bianca. Um, Bianca and I mean, Cook. we don't we don't actually need face versus heel dynamic. I know that it goes against everything wrestling, but I mean, face face isn't terrible. Yeah, but WWE doesn't really like to do face face as much as far as a big build. They want somebody. They want that. You know, they emotion want the heel. Yeah. The, a heel and a baby a face. They want somebody to no, dominate yeah. and cheat. So that's I mean, like even when they they try to do face face, they still do something to to mix it up to where it's not just like we're fighting over the pride of a championship. Like they do that very very seldom. So I think they would they still want that that distinction between characters. Yeah, and I mean like there's just there's just not a whole slew of of women available right now. Um, who knows what happens to Becky when she comes back? Maybe she gets shuffled to SmackDown if she comes back. Yeah, that's a that's a, a an if there too, you know. An if I mean it could yeah. be she just had the baby. It could be six months or more before we see her again on the road. And you know, yeah, she may decide yeah. she won't want to be on the road at all. You know, exactly so like yeah. a handful of things or whatever. You know, or, or hell, WWE back in a couple might... years or whatever. They might throw us a curveball and Ronda Rousey shows up Friday. Who knows? Yeah. I can only hope. All right. Uh, let's see. What's next? Uh, the Hurt Business defeats the New Day to become the new Raw Tag Team Champions. Here for it. I can't yes. remember my prediction. Yeah, I like to think I win with the Hurt Business. I cannot remember whatsoever. I so I'm going with that. Um, I think this is what I think they said 15 years since Shelton last held tag team gold. It was um, yeah, it was I think it was something crazy like that, and it was with and it yeah, and he did the whole it, dedicated to the to Shad. 
Yeah. Um, was his last tag title with Haas in like 03? With or Charlie? Did he win it on uh, Raw? I think he went with somebody else, not Charlie. Because then Charlie yeah. and Rico were together for like a while, you know, and they became That's tag right. champs and stuff. That's right. So I think there was probably somebody else in there um, that he won it with. But I just Either way, it was them. a. It was a really good match. Um, they're still teasing some dissension in with Cedric. Um, I I don't know why we always have to tease dissension in tag teams. Like it, it, it I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. Because um, you can't just play nice with your friends. You gotta you gotta always think one of them's gonna stab you in the back at any minute. Yeah, apparently, according in WWE's logic, I guess. Um, BPA, <laughs> exactly. Um, other than that, I thought it was a fantastic match. Those four guys worked very well together, and um, kudos to MVP for again, you know, plucking three people essentially out of obscurity. Uh, and MVP and himself winning, winning apparently a martial arts contest over the weekend. If you saw yeah. the picture of the Hurt Business with the belts. He had a medal that he won from a jiu-jitsu competition over the weekend. So it was big business for the Hurt Business all weekend long. Which which, which photo? The one that uh, the, the one that R-Truth photobombed? No, they actually posted a photo okay. on Twitter yeah. of, okay. of the four of them with their titles I, and the, and the I medal. I only saw one with the four of them in the ring and then with uh, R-Truth photobombing them. No, uh, no, no. Different, they did different, on, uh, yeah. different one. Different one, but yeah, no, I thought it was good. I mean, yeah, like you said, uh, kudos the the fact that you know we got Bobby Lashley, who who you know, Vince, I know, and everybody sees as a main event guy, and I mean, treated like this anywhere, but you know, he's got just the right amount of bluff that just excites absolutely no one. And yeah, you spice him out with a little bit of MVP magic in there, and boom, you know, all of a sudden, uh, he's the man. And then, you know, Shelton Benjamin, who, you know, know, is is supposed to be uh, working, you know, independence for three grand a month. I mean, three grand an appearance, and, you know, sitting next to Virgil on some table at a. Uh, at a fan expo, you know, it, it's back here. Um, and then you got Cedric Benjamin, who uh, had one of the most memorable runs in the uh, Cruiserweight Classic. Uh, and all the hype, and we know how great Cedric is, but getting lost in that shuffle, being brought back, and, you know, again, a little more MVP, you know, Magic there, and all of a sudden, you know, they're 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 all everybody can talk about. They're you know, they're the her business, and I love it. I love it. Uh, so yeah, it's uh, well deserved for all of them. Yeah, but it'll it'll be see how that goes, and yeah, hopefully they don't get broken up anytime soon. Um, next up. Oscar and Charlotte Flair defeat Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler for the uh, 
you know, for the Royal Women's Tag Team, well, they're just Tag Team Champions, there's not multiple ones, uh, for the Women's Tag Team Championship. And, of course, what would be a Charlotte Flair match with, without a little cameo from her papa watching live? I couldn't tell if he was crying or not. He was. Of course he was. Of course he was. He was there. Blubbering like a baby. Like he always does well, whenever he watches well, Watching in the back. So, Danny, first of all, I want to know for you, because I thought about you when she came out. How do you feel now? Your favorite Oscar and the Flay. You have to, you Versus have to my watch, least favorite, yeah. yeah. You have to it's watch pretty terrible because, because, now. You can't avoid it. Yeah, be, yeah, well, it's pretty terrible because – when Charlotte last left, she was a heel, and her and Oscar have never had a friendly relationship in the course of the divas, you know, course of the women's division. They've always been at odds, or they've been on opposing sides, or they haven't touched each other. You know, Charlotte was the one who ended Oscar's streak at WrestleMania, and Stupid. you know now now we're just like they're friends. Okay, whatever. Like we're just supposed to believe that? I don't buy it. I don't buy it. They could have used somebody else in that spot. I would have been much happier. Literally anybody. I mean, yeah, it could have been a great time for an NXT call-up. It could have been, you know, reintroduce somebody else other than Charlotte because Charlotte and Asuka have no connection whatsoever. That's the problem I have with it. Now they're acting like they're all friends and buddy-buddy, but they have no real storyline connection or history together. Um, at least with Nia. Each other. Yeah, I was going to say, like, at least with Nia and Shayna, it took them, like, two months to get on the same page. Like, even yeah. as tag team champions, they were still arguing with each other. But yeah. the last time that we, like you said, the last time that we saw Charlotte, she was a heel, and not only a heel, like her and her and Oscar have always been opponents. Like there's never been a friendly moment between them. So now all of a sudden they're best friends in the entire world, and you know we've got to sit through Charlotte again. That was a great six months without her. Um, yep. And blubber. And now unfortunately. Yeah, and now unfortunately she'll be on Raw, SmackDown, NXT, NXT UK, NXT India, NXT Mexico, NXT Canada. We're just gonna it's we're gonna see Charlotte Flair all the time now, and I'm very upset about it. Well, what can you expect? You know, they always Charlotte let us Flair. down, don't they? They always let us down in the end. Yep. Could have been a surprise reunion of the Kabuki Warriors and and but they decided they that didn't happen either. Hell we could have called Rhea up. She's doing nothing in NXT. I mean there's plenty of people in NXT who could have taken a call up at that time. Yeah. I mean, you also have m- multiple people, you know, on the uh on the actual roster. Like you could have, you know, you could do it. I mean, let me see. Uh, look at the roster. Okay, maybe you don't have anyone. But still, um, yeah. She should have accepted Billy Kay's offer. Why? That would have been more entertaining than Charlotte. I don't know. But, yeah, I, I mean, just for – uh, I'm using purposes sh- j- just for imagining what uh, how much danger has to cringe and watch whenever mm-hmm. uh, 
uh, Oscar tags in uh, Charlotte in the ring. Yeah, I, I just I I just giggle just a little bit. So uh, yeah. Um, next up, TLC match for the Universal Championship. The Tribal Chief Roman Reigns defeats Kevin Owens. That useless Jay or John or Jimmy or whatever his name is can't do anything, right? Reigns retains. I'm telling you, R- Roman Reigns looks great. Better, I mean, better he, every I mean, single he, time he gets out there. He gave, he gave KO a beating. I mean, he did. Yep. He really did. And KO's a one of those guys who's known for being tough, and you know he's been in all kinds of you know, violent matches throughout his career and, and Roman Roman beat him up bad. I'm going to say this, and this is something that two or three years ago, I never would have thought I was going to ever utter, but everybody that stepped in the ring with Roman Reigns during this tribal chief era has looked like a million bucks in every single match. Um, it made Jey Uso a semi-believable main eventer. It made KO once again a main eventer. Um, an underdog babyface, Kevin Owens, as a main eventer. Like, th- that that chips me out. I never would have thought that would have happened. But, yeah, like, it was a great match. And everything that Roman threw at KO, KO got right back up. <laughs> you can't keep him down. Yeah, I mean, I think that kudos to to KL for looking the way he did. I mean, you hear the rumors of, you know, Vince likes him, Vince hates him, whatever, this and that. He's fat. He was short, you know, but then he gets his own talk show, and he's entertaining, and then he, you know, the, the talk is like, wait, is he going to NXT, whatever, and then here he's put against the tribal chief, uh, you know, and, and I think he he's the given time and yeah he he was great in his performance and you know he he looked good at taking the beating Kevin Owens could take a, a great beating and look good doing it absolutely I I kind of been dreading about this talking about this but Firefly Inferno Man. Um, it was a 12 minute match. It well, lasted it's, that long. It's kind of hard to do an inferno match, you know, like because the whole because you're not gonna realistically, you're just gonna be fighting to try to get the guy in the fire, so it's not gonna go a long time. But like Randy Orton should be held for murder at this point, okay? Yep, because he he tried to he literally tried to kill him. It wasn't like he set him on fire when they did in the past. Where it's like a little bit, and then they they hope they spray him down with with a a fire extinguisher, like they literally set him on fire and just let him burn and let him burn and let him burn, burn um, baby burn, disco inferno. We're not talking about Sorry. disco inferno. He's, <sighs> He's the worst. Oh, but disco fever. No. Yeah, this match was terrible. Um, they kind of made this entire feud that has been pretty decent up until this point in time 
kind of ass. Like, I don't, I watched and just afterwards I was left like, not shocked, but just like, what the hell? Because you can clearly see that it's not Bray Wyatt at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Like you could clearly see it. And I mean, obviously they're not going to let Bray Wyatt lay down in the middle of the ring and get set on fire, but I mean, one could wish, but I mean, I would never wish anybody to get burned alive. That's a terrible thing to wish. Um, But it didn't make sense. The ending with the RKO while yeah, Bray that... was on fire was great. A great visual. But then everything like after the whole match was set for that visual. Like that's the whole match was just set up for the visual of the RKO while he was on fire and then Randy Orton posing while he's on fire. Exactly. And then that and then TLC goes off the air and everything's great. But then we have to set a person on fire in the middle of the ring. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> Look, there, there is an advantage at not having fans live is that you can tweak, uh, you know, things a little bit. You know what I mean? Because you can get a camera off you, you know, change it, put in that mannequin, and and just make you know do fun stuff that you. I mean. Yeah, it's it's sort of absurd, but at least he tried something different. Like, yeah, let me see if I can burn somebody alive, you know, and give the illusion. Yeah, we we all know it wasn't Bray. I mean, you could see it clearly, but still, I think the illusion. You gotta give him credit for trying something weirdly different. That's the well, okay. I mean, so where does this? Where does this leave the Bray Wyatt character, though? Is 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 the fiend actually like dead and gone? Is that what we're supposed to believe now? Well, according to Alexa, no he's not. No, I, where I was Alexa so. during that match, though? Where was Alexa during that match? Why was she, she's always been following Bray, and yet she's like nowhere to be seen when he needs her the most? Basically, she was in Alexa's playground that he built for her. Yeah, she was busy back in the playhouse, whatever. Fire, fire, fire she was trying to keep from being set on fire. She didn't want to become an actual firefly. She's little enough to fly around. She didn't want to catch her on fire. Come on. It yeah, was I think all it, around. It, 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 look, I could see them doing something like that. They're going to hold off with the feed for a month. They're going to push uh, Alexa and her firefly house or her playground and they're gonna let that build and see how that they can build that because they, they this could be a thing where they could have multiple characters <gasps> eventually uh see even your dog agrees eric um but i mean kudos to them for sticking you know, that I, playground I think, in the ring so fast i like what, that right a plus on that what we could probably see is maybe the fiend coming back at the Royal Rumble, and cost and costing Orton the, his his Rumble match and whatever, and getting him eliminated to continue the feud. Uh, you know, I I think you know we we may, we could possibly see them. You know, at WrestleMania, I know there was been talk about Edge versus uh, uh, versus Orton at WrestleMania because they haven't Man. had enough yet. 
Again. Yeah. Uh... You gotta have a glow bro. <laughs> but maybe, maybe they, they'll uh, maybe they'll have something made for WrestleMania this time with with these two. I mean, you have a story you can so what build on. Um, yeah, I don't know, but uh, we'll see what happens. But the match, uh, the whole thing, I, I, I overall I didn't care for it. Just no. it didn't, it didn't, it didn't excite me at all. It didn't. No, I think it was. It was meant to be a shocking visual. I think that was the whole point. I think that was the whole point of the match. Was that's why it was short. That's why, you know, it was just meant to be a shocking visual. Was Brandy Orton? What will he? What will he do to an opponent? You know, like he set this man on fire and just let him burn. Bad Randy Orton. Yeah. You know. So yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm going with. Uh, B plus, solid show. Yeah, with like a B. It wasn't that great. It wasn't that like there were some okay moments and some decent stuff, but like the the Firefly match, yeah, it was just ugh, it was weird. I didn't like it. I'm gonna give it a C. I mean, All right. it was obviously a filler pay per view to get us to rumble. I get a C for thanks for fading because she shouldn't have. B! B! I fell asleep on it. It was a C. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I was more entertained by the the Broken Skull Ranch session afterwards. With Sutu being a male performer of the year. Again. And another, another, no, 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 more proof that that he is going to uh, win it. But yeah, uh, interesting, interesting uh, show. Uh, Of course, everybody's talking about the ratings. You know, ratings are going down. Who cares? The ratings are going down. They got paid lots. I mean, but they want to keep the ratings somewhere afloat so they can keep making millions and the millions. Dollars. Um, a few other things that I saw that happened in Raw. Garza is back, so that's good. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's in the uh, it's in uh, almost the suspension already done. Should be done. Was it, was he only sixty days? I think it's close to being over, but I I've heard talk of repackaging him not like as more I don't know but apparently they want to put him and Charlotte together on screen so so they're going to try to make him Latino heat yeah essentially yeah Um, although I have heard an interesting terrible rumor that uh, the person that Angel Garza has been giving all of the roses to is Eva Marie so, I don't wish that on anybody. Um, I, I yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they repackage uh, Andrade as Ricardo Flair. Goodness, too bad. Yeah, well, as bad as Johnny B. Um, and the forgotten one, uh, Jackson Riker. Um, 
who has been appearing with Elias the last few weeks, uh, finally made his uh, wrestling debut on the main roster against Grand Metal League, defeating him uh, with, a, with a power room there. Uh, so, yeah, one and know in the main roster, because I believe when he came with uh, Cutler and... Uh, I don't think he wrestled. Did. I think he was just... Right, he just he managed outside, them. yeah. Yeah, so yeah, he was just their, their outside guy. Yeah, he's a he's so, like a record destroyer, but he's not big enough to be one in WWE land. Is the problem because he's only like six yeah. one. On the indie scene, he could kill people. He would he would look vicious and stuff, and even in TNA at times. But when you have so many big guys, like it's hard for him to be taken as this like crusher destroyer when when he's so small compared to a lot of their their superstars and top guys. Yeah, so you make him Elias, and and then it doesn't help that you make him Elias' lackey. And Elias yeah, is taller thing. than he is, yeah. Yeah, and Elias is bigger uh, than him, yeah. That that doesn't help either. No, definitely but Interesting, interesting. Um, so, can, can you show up on Impact again? Uh... No, because they're doing a two-week Best of Impact of 2020. So they're taking the next two weeks off? Essentially, yes. Okay. All right. Well, we got Tuesday nights all to ourselves then. Well, I think it's good because if there are new eyes on Impact and they decided to stay past seeing what Kenny was going to say, this gives them an opportunity to figure out who everybody is, what everybody's doing, the storylines, the characters, um, so that as they continue to watch, they're they're more invested. But at the same time, like it is kind of there, there should be a hot something or other that's going on, and it's not. But as we saw last week, Kenny's not necessarily a needle mover either, because his second appearance uh, impacts ratings dropped. Uh, what I don't understand your jealousy with. The there is no jealousy. I was just saying a truth. Um, well, um, speaking of Impact Wrestling, um, at the at the pay per view, Hard to Kill, we're gonna see a, a a three triple threat match. I guess that's what, I don't know. Is that is that what they call it in Impact uh, for the X Division Championship as uh, Chris Bay? Uh, will be defending against Rohit Raju and uh, Manic. Chris Bay will not be defending. Manic will be defending. Manic from Rohit. Uh, Raj, Rajit won it months ago, bud. And yeah, Rajit won Manic it a long time ago. Why did I think Chris Bay had the championship? Because he did at one point. He did. He's a former Sweet. champion, yeah. And then Rojit beat him for it at the last really? interview. Yeah. And then the Manic beat him. Oh, okay. Oh, well, next time I got to search for the internet, who's the champion before I speak? Oh, so Manic oh, champion. <laughs> yes. And Manic is a TJP under the hood this time. Well, yeah, like, I, 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 know, I don't know. I know it's that. always been. I don't even know why they're trying to pretend like it's not TJP because 
like even listening to the commentary, they're like, we wonder who's under this mask. He does have the same tattoos as TJP. Well, then, gee, I wonder who it could be. It's Mr. It's like a Mr. America thing, okay? You gotta, you gotta pretend it's it's not who you think it is. Who was Mr. America? I still don't know. Yeah, that's no one knows. It's it's one of those secrets that uh, yeah, no no one knows. It's in the it's presidential book of secrets. No, okay. no, yeah, no one no one may ever know. Um, but yeah, so. Uh, but we you know the, the the only reason want to see uh, there's only one uh, look there's only one reason to watch Impact in 2021 and that's because of one and only Kenny Omega. So yeah, the other Parasso Wrestler of the Year voted by the five people that voted. I don't understand your jealousy with Impact Wrestling. Seriously, why do you Ma- just talk like you hate Impact Wrestling all the time? The, the, the magic killer, the finishing move of the year, even though it was only used for a few, a handful of times on Impact. Uh, Deanna Perez also winning knockout of the year, so double trophies for her. Uh, and at Genesis, listen, if I hated as much as you guys think I do, would I really be talking about it all this time? Um, Probably. At Genesis, the Super X Cup tournament, of course, we talked about that last week. Uh, and uh, this week they announced uh, the... Uh, the Names, uh, what do you call yeah. Participants. Uh, whatever, the participants, yes. Ace Austin versus Suicide. Uh, and Daivari versus Cousin Jake uh, on one side. Crazy Steve versus Trey Lamar. And then Casey Navarro versus Blake Christian uh, on the other side. Uh, anybody got a, got a favorite here? Crazy Steve going all the way, baby. Ace Austin. Ace Austin's been on a tear. Ace Austin. Uh, I'll go with Blake Christian. I don't even know who that is. But, I mean, come on. You didn't even watch. Well, yeah, you didn't watch. And you weren't even here, were you? When we talked about it? No. Um, we talked about the yeah. Super J Cup and stuff. Yeah, he's he's very good. He's so good, you probably would think he's from Suzuki Gun. Just because he's in in New Japan, but, um, yeah. No, uh, a fun lineup. Uh, you know, it's kind of like, all right, you bring all these guys, so now let's have fun. And yeah, wait to see um, what happens. Um, what else? Anything else happen of, of uh, any any other impactful news uh, at Impact? Um, more awards. The North Tag Team of the Year. Yeah, I could go with that one. Yep. They carry that division. Uh, X Division Star of the Year, Ace Austin. All right. I guess. Setting that up for him to win the X Cup. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, there you go. 
Um, so some news that may uh, make Tamika happy. Uh, apparently, Trish Stratus has been talking uh, to Coach Matt Bloom. Wait, he's a coach, right? Yeah. Uh, and NXT might be in her stratosphere. Uh, she's considering possibly becoming some type of show, uh, some type of coach or producer person. So Interesting. Yeah. Is she back in Toronto or wherever in Canada people live? Yeah. I think she still lives in Toronto. I hope she likes Florida. And that's why it's interesting because, you know, she's got to cross the border and she's got kids and a husband and a a, a yoga studio and all this other stuff. So I'm pretty sure Trisha's doing some coaching. Yeah. It might be a small small little thing as opposed to a full-time position. Maybe a couple weeks here and there or something. I think it's via Zoom. Yeah. Yeah, but if I remember correctly, that was the deal that Triple H pitched to Shawn Michaels. Hey, just come every once in a while. Come teach your kids, talk to them. Before you know it, he's moving in. Yeah, well, that's because he's Shawn, though. That's what Shawn does. He's got to make it ultimately about himself. And plus, he gets to hang out with Hunter all day, and they can like really I know, like, right? glory days. They can, so. they can, they can talk dick jokes and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, if Trish comes, you've got to bring Lita in just so the girls can, you know, be talk the dick jokes and stuff. Back in the deal, right? They can <laughs> talk whatever. <laughs> Don't choke. Uh, Don't choke. Don't choke. I wish that I could die. You would know when I want you to die. Speaking of, Kevin Green uh, passed away at the age of 58. How about that for a segue? That was a bad segue. Yeah. Hey, what was with all the rumors that Lex Luger died this weekend? I don't know. know. People's ritual thinking. I mean, he's been in poor health for quite some time. Yeah. But I didn't, yeah, definitely didn't hear anything about him dying. Yeah, I saw it on a site where they were talking about like everybody woke up and were and were tweeting and and posting their memories of Lex Luger, but I couldn't see him anywhere. And I was like, well, nobody's announced he's dead, so I, maybe maybe we just missed Lex Luger Appreciation Day, and I didn't know it. They, to be honest, they talk about him dying every few years, anyways. Um, true. So, That's actually true. You know, I would be surprised every every few years and say, "Oh, Lex Luger's dead," and then one 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 of these times is actually going to uh, to happen. I mean, shoot, didn't even he kill Lex L- the, the character Lex Luger one time, and when he came back as the total package back in '99. I mean, he I mean he killed Miss Elizabeth. I don't know what you're talking about with him killing himself. <laughs> okay, well. I'm talking about, like, story. <clears throat> Anyways, Kevin Green. <clears throat> We're going to talk about an actual person who actually did that. But, um... Yeah, really uh, good. yeah, but somebody who actually died this week. Okay. I hate y'all. 
I'm not supposed to be laughing at people. <laughs> but yet, there you are. Uh, he first came out, if I remember correctly, uh, was it to team up with uh, McMichael? Yeah. I guess uh, Flair, was it Flair and Anderson? It was Flair and somebody. I feel like you're right with Anderson. And so I, I remember because they had those uh, those uh, vignettes of uh, them getting coached say, with Randy Savage, of all people, uh, in a warehouse, uh, practicing no or training. Yeah. And then uh, they went ahead and uh, it was a tag team match where uh, Stiff McMichael turned on, on Kevin Green and joined the Four Horsemen. Um, oh, uh, I think I remember that. Um, later on, he, he would uh, he would be part of Team WCW uh, against uh, the NWO uh, at Slamboree, teaming up with Flair and Piper. Um, and I feel like he may have had one more match somewhere in there. But Kevin, I mean, at that time, I remember him being a popular wrestler. I mean, not a a football player. Uh, Because when he started wrestling, he had just joined uh, the Panthers, Panthers, I think. Panthers, yeah. Yeah, so. But he actually wrestled five times. Yeah. Kevin Green and Steve McMichael versus Flair and Anderson, and they lost. Uh, Kevin Green, Rick Flair, and Piper defeating the NWO at Slamboree. In 97, a month later, Kevin Green defeats uh, Steve McMichael. In 1998, Kevin Green was gone to defeat the Giant by. by disqualification on Monday Nitro, his first ever match on national TV, and he wins. Then he goes back to losing to the Giant at Bash of the Beach a month, less than a month later. Uh, Kevin uh, Kevin Green passed away with a record of three and two in professional wrestling. How many people can say they died with a winning record? Yeah, um, not a lot, I don't think. Yeah. Put him in the Hall of Fame. I mean, they could. Really in the, celebrity, the celebrity wing of the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I feel like you haven't put one in a while. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Mika, any recollections of uh, Kevin Dream? None. Like I I'm see. listening, and I'm like, I don't remember any of this at all. Yeah, ninety. The, the attitude era was, uh, you know, it was a strange time for everybody. But you know, I had just started learning about the NFL like a year or two before this, so you can understand. I remember these You're things. Like, That's not how I play. That's not the football I know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of playing football that we don't know, uh, for the second year in a row, 
Wrestle Kingdom will feature a stardom match. Ooh. Yeah, uh, but the, okay, the, so here's the here's here's the thing though. Last year it was not part of the broadcast on New Japan right. World. I think it was only broadcast on Stardom World. And for the and live was, crowd. Yeah, it was live. I'm was wondering live. if it'll I'm wondering if it'll be the same thing this year where it's not it's not on New Japan World. It's kind of like a it's basically like on the pre show, but they show it to the live crowd and then it's played on Stardom World. Yeah. That is a, it'll be an interesting one to um I, I think at this point they gotta give him a feature match. And so I hope that they do. Uh but kudos on uh them uh doing this, you know. The ladies had a you know a great match from what I hear, I didn't see it, um last year and and you know you know, especially if they actually put him on TV, it'll be big. But uh, yeah, Bushi Road, you know, not separating completely. I, I like it. I like them being a part of uh, the biggest night in uh, New Japan pro wrestling every year. Uh, and yeah, and it looks like we're getting no Moxley at uh, at Wrestle Kingdom. Um, yeah, uh, it seems it'll be Juice Robinson challenging Kenta for the briefcase. Yeah, because uh, yeah, the it's, briefcase it's still it sucks. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, no, no Moxley. Where the heck? I guess Moxley's got to go take care of pregnant wife. But, I guess so. He can't. He can't leave the country just yet. So y'all know more about New Japan than I do because obviously I don't pay any attention to it. Do they yes. not have a rule that states like you have to defend your title? They don't. They the only rule that they have is if you're announced for a scheduled defense and you don't make the defense. Because Moxley was stripped of the title one time before because he was supposed to make a defense and he couldn't make the, he couldn't make it. So they took the title from him, gave a new match where his where his opponent fought Lance Archer. And uh, Lance Archer won the championship. And then okay. Lance Archer dropped it back to Moxley when Moxley was able to come back. So they don't have like a you have to defend it in 30 days kind of rule because they limit singles matches sometimes. they Like right now, they're on this road to Wrestle Kingdom. They have three shows where it's just a bunch of mixed tag matches that are supposed to kind of give you a sampling of some of the guys who will be fighting each other in singles matches at Wrestle Kingdom. Okay. So there isn't like a strict rule. If they advertise that he's supposed to be somewhere and he's not for whatever reason, injury or flight issues or something, they can take the title from him, which they did okay. before. That's interesting because you know most most companies have that whole like the you know, thirty days, thirty days, 60 day, yeah, yeah, which is in storyline anyway because you know nine times out of ten they don't follow it, but whatever. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Or they, they defend it on a house show usually. Yeah, or Brock Lesnar just shows up whenever the hell he wants to and defends it because he's Brock. But yeah, I, I just yeah. wasn't sure if they like were going to end up stripping him or or whatnot because he probably hasn't defended it in what like a year, <laughs> close to. I, I mean, pretty much since he won it, he's defended it. He's defended it two times, and Kent is complaining that he's defended the briefcase four times already. Damn, the briefcase so is supposed to, so he's defended it twice as much as the actual champion defended his title because <laughs> yeah. Moxley hasn't been in Japan since COVID hit back in February. And, and, and Kenta has gone through like there. 
two or three briefcases at this point. Yeah, because he keeps busting them over people's heads and breaking them. <laughs> no, so people, well, they're better than WWE running. about that. No, people are running yeah. to his briefcase. Okay, don't blame him. <laughs> I um, funny story about briefcases. When Seth Rollins had Money in the Bank, me and um, my girlfriend at the time were, you know, waiting outside an arena, you know, trying to trying to meet people. And Seth had his briefcase on top of his luggage bag and was rolling it inside and it fell off and it like smacked the ground and you saw like paint fly off of it and just heard him shout like shit, like, shit. like <laughs> as loud as he could. And I just thought it was hilarious because like he, he broke his briefcase. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's it. They don't treat the briefcases very well. They really don't. No, no they don't. By the time yeah. Seth cashed in, that thing looked like a flat piece of metal. <laughs> yeah, because he's been hitting people with it and traveling with it for months. Yeah. Um. Uh, ROH, uh, a couple of things here to note. Tony Deppen uh, won the Four Corners Survival match, as I predicted, because as always, I'm, I'm right. Uh, but uh, he unsuccessfully uh, challenged Dragon Lee. Dragon Lee retains your, remains your television champion. Uh, the original gangster kingdom, as they call themselves, uh, defeated the righteous. Uh, Dan Housen won his match, and with that, a ROH contract. And Roosh defeated Brody King to retain the ROH World Championship. So, tranquilo, everybody. Roosh remains your champ. And that was and final. They seem to add a, and they add a new member into. La faction in Gobernable. That was a big thing too, as they seem to add a new member to the faction at the end of the night. Well, his dad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Rush's dad coming in. So that's yeah. a new member to the faction. And it seems they're playing to do Facion in Gobernable versus the foundation, which is like Jay Lethal and Gresham and was it Rhett Titus? And somebody Titus else. still has a job. Yeah, he's one of the trainers at their school, Jesus. so he's always he's get he's in and out of TV from time to time when they need him. But yeah, Rhett Titus still has a job as Ring of Honor, huh? Unfortunately, um, Bennett broke his ankle in that match. So, oh no! Why do you wish injury upon people? Who wished injury upon people? You're just like, oh no, like. No, I said, mean? oh no. Yeah, like, who gives a shit? That's that's how it sounded. First, you were wishing that Bray Wyatt got, you know, burned alive, legit. I, and now you, I never. Said now I you're did. wishing injury on Mike Bennett. What is? I, what is I wrong with you? I can't, I can't wish something to somebody that already happened to them. You know, tisk. so tisk tisk. No. Tisk tisk tisk. Yeah. Um, yep. That was it. That was that. Um, this this week uh, on 
uh, NXT, we're going to see um, the um, for the brand, the tag team champs against um, Drake, Drake Maverick, that's his name, right? Drake Maverick and, uh, and Killian Dane. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if this is for the tag team championships. I doubt it. It is. It is. I, it is. is. Yeah. Yeah. I was yeah. a little surprised that it was for the championship as well, but it's yeah, yeah it's technically yeah, for the too. championship. Uh, not going head to head with uh, with Impact. As Impact is getting preempted for uh, uh, and and the NBA on uh, on the TNT. Um, probably mm-hmm. gonna end up seeing that a few times this year. Uh, and uh, yeah. Swerve Scott against Jake Atlas, and yeah, let's see what else they do. But that'll be that'll be a fun one. Yeah. Nice to see for the brand. Uh, you know, keeping titles for a while that'll be cool. Uh, you know, SmackDown taped today. Okay. For, uh, because really? they're not gonna make people work on Christmas. I mean, who are they? The NBA. I mean, wrestling used to happen on Christmas Day all the time, and it was usually like a big draw and a big day, mm-hmm. big deal. Yeah, but they don't want to go against the NBA, I guess. Um. Uh, so what? What happened? Roman Reigns uh, wrestled Kevin Owens again, of course, because that's what you do. Isn't uh, it a steel a cage match? A pay-per-view gimmick match is never the end to a fine to a feud. Uh, yeah, a triple threat tag team match. Oscar and Charlotte Flair versus Bailey and Carmella versus Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair. So maybe yeah, Sasha will be tag teaming again. Um, Jay Uso versus Daniel Bryan. And Big E versus Sami Zayn for the Intercontinental Championship in a lumberjack match. Okay. At least I'm to thinking stop Sammy from running away, I guess. Yeah. I would assume it's for the championship, yeah. So, I'm not going to... I try to find one where I can see uh, the matches without the spoiler. So, uh, without yeah. the who won, gotcha. No, so I don't like spoilers, pal. This is a spoiler-free zone. So, here we go. Are we ready now? Are we ready? This is probably of all the shows that we have watched. This is probably the. One of the favorite ones for Mika, and I, I will get to that in a moment. Uh, because I think for two reasons, uh, we had to watch the show. For one, Mika Villas refuses to, uh, to you know, to, to nominate a, a, show, a show for us to watch. Uh, yes, that is correct. And by that, I'm being too nice to Eric by letting him torture me with... Uh, WCW 2000 shows as I've been making him watch uh, shows from 1994. Uh, so in the fact that he's getting away with picking two shows, but uh, yeah, Starcade 2000. 
unedited, unpredictable, unreal. The ending you can't miss. It's funny that they had, um, you know, I, my, the funniest part for me was they had Sting in the uh, in the poster promo thing, but he's not. Yeah. He wasn't on the and show at all. Yeah, show, huh? at all, at all. Uh, so yeah, twenty days, twenty years, five days removed. Uh, from the very last WCW star kid, of course, WWFE, WWE, uh, I think they've done what three or four star kids, um, yeah, since then, so yeah, a few, but all right, here we go to uh, in your opening match, uh, a, a three count versus the Young Dragons, versus Evan Courageous and Jamie Noble. I totally forgot Jamie Noble was in WCW. Yeah, he was originally part of Young Dragons as Jamie's on. Yeah. That's even more reason why I forgot. But yeah, you're right. Now it's coming back to me. This is the whole reason why they were attacking because they both have gotten kicked out of these, uh, the two other teams. and Yeah, yeah, Courageous being kicked out of three count, yeah. Yeah. So this match it was a number one contender match for the WCW Cruiserweight Championship, but it was a bunch of tag teams in there. So it was kind of a weird dynamic because ultimately, in theory, only one guy could win it. And they were going to have to win it, you know, by pulling the contract down. So tag teams could work together for some time, but then they got to kind of decide who's going to win in, is, the, is the theory of the match. We saw that that wasn't necessarily the case as three count ends up winning it as Shannon and Shane grab it at the same time and leap down to touch the floor at the same time. Both claiming that they were the number one contenders. Yeah. Um, the match was crazy. There was so much going on, so many high spots and hard hits. And it was, it, it was a wild opener. Definitely the crowd at times at the very beginning was kind of like, what are we watching? And they, the crowd was nuts for it as the match went on. This was, I think... No, no, never mind. I was going to say I think it was the first ever match like this, but they did this at SummerSlam 2000. That's right. Um, So I guess this was WCW's response to Hardy's, Dudley's, ENC. Um... And I thought they did a really good job. Um, so a, li- a little aftermath. Um, I think sh- if I remember correctly, because I'm watching WCW 01 right now, um, Shane and Shannon had a match. Shannon won um, to go on to face Chavo. But then somehow Shane still ended up being the number one contender for the cruiserweight title. I, it was weird. It was it was very WCWE, um, but I really like the fact that you know the Young Dragons and Three Count, and then the two that they thought were the least talented of both groups um, got kicked out. Even though Jamie Noble was probably the most talented member of the Young Dragon or Young Dragons, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, crazy match. Absolutely crazy. It's still one of my favorite ladder matches. Um, yeah. 
Well, you know, that's why you take him out of there, right? They're, they're two of the guys who were probably the mo- the ones that they wanted to push more. Uh, no, they uh, hated yeah. Evan Courageous. That, I think that was Courageous' last match in WCW. <laughs> Well, we could have only been so lucky. Uh, Jimmy Yang, though, you're a very young Jimmy Yang there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Pre-flying Elvis. Yeah, I mean, pre think about Elvis, that, pre right? Jimmy Wang Yang. Yeah. Uh, if, you, if you think about it, right, uh, out of this match, three of these wrestlers uh, work for WWE. One of each of the three tag teams. You got Shane Shannon Helms, and, Sh- and Shannon Shane both work for and Jamie and Jamie Noble. Shannon Moore works for them. Shannon he does. Did. He doesn't, but he did. He doesn't. No, but currently, I'm saying currently. Well, got, Shane Shane Helms doesn't work for them currently either. He's on furlough or fired, whichever. No, they brought him back. Noble's the same way. I I don't know. I didn't Jimmy, think they brought everybody back yet. Does Jimmy Wang Yang still work for WWE? Yeah, he's Nakamura's take care of her. He takes care of all the Japanese talent. He probably hangs out with Kushida as well. I thought that was Funaki. I thought that was Funaki. Yeah. Was it? Well, I thought you mean Jim Jang was doing that stuff too. Because I don't think Jimmy Yang's like Japanese. I think he's like Korean or Chinese, maybe. Yeah. Well, I thought he was a redneck. Well, that too. <laughs> From Austell, Georgia, which isn't really a re- specifically redneck city. He's going to have to play someone tonight. Well, let me retract my statement. Two out of the six uh, are uh, currently with the. There you go. Um, and next up. Anyways, yeah, for the match. But uh, next up, uh, Lance Storm. He always has fun. He always used to do fun uh, little promos there. Uh, to be serious for a moment. Very serious. Uh, versus Ernest the Cat Miller. Whoever well, the cat was dance. over. Oh, he so course. was. He was Doing over the- like Rover. <laughs> And he was even when he was on the mic, and then he did a little dancing and stuff. Mrs. Jones was helping him get over because she could dance too, you know, a little bit. I'm the greatest. Somebody yeah, call my mama. Somebody call my mama. At this point, Major Guns had finally turned on the on the USA, and she had embraced her Canadian spirit. Oh, as she should have. Can us her treat your uh, bimbo's better? Yeah. yeah. No, but yeah. So this was uh, this was a match. It wasn't terrible. Uh, it could have been a lot better, though. Yeah, the cat was still. A weird matchup for some people because he was doing most of the martial arts stuff. And there was a point when he direct when he specifically low blowed Lance Storm right in front of the referee, and the referee just kind of like didn't do it, didn't really admonish him or anything. Like he did a pop up and then he mule kicked him on his way down. And like I was like, shouldn't that be a DQ? Like he just kicked him right in the junk. 
Yeah. But uh, the referee kind of like didn't even admonish him for it. I was like, okay, I guess everything's no DQ tonight. And, and this it pretty is much kinda, was. And this is kind of the point where I started getting really annoyed listening to Mark Madden on commentary. Um, other than that, it was a pretty okay match. Um, wasn't really in Storm's wheelhouse, but you know that's no fault of Storm. Um, yeah, I mean, Cat really never was that great in ring, but I think most of his oh, excuse me, most of his stuff came because he was so damn charismatic and they liked his dancing. Yeah. But then the um, had to ring. So, I'm not mistaken, right? The cat was in WWE for a little bit after this, right? Or am I imagining um, things? He was. Like you mean after as part of the invasion or something? Like I think he like it was O two ish, O three ish. I swear to God, I remember the cat being in WWE. He was. He, I don't, he was there late 2002, I believe. He did some uh, – he, he was an announcer for a while. And it didn't really last very long, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't even know if he actually did anything. I'm Googling. He, I remember he did commentary. Okay. Um, he was there from 02 to 04. Um, I don't remember him being there, though. What was he doing? He was he was doing commentary, I tell you. He then served as the announcer really from Velocity from December oh two to August oh three. After his run on Velocity. Okay, so that's what it was. Yeah, he, he was a commentator and then they made him an active worker in August and then he was gone on, by February. <laughs> his he had like three matches in the company. Okay. A sticky so, bell had to ring. I'm glad that I remember that. I and, and like I don't even know how I remember that, but I think it was because that's where the somebody called my mama stuff started. Okay, I thought somebody called my mama was in WCW already. Yeah, that's what I remember. Somebody better call my mama, and and he used a song that would later go to the Funkasaurus. Ding ding. Okay, yeah, during his time, the catchphrase, somebody call my mama, which was also used in WCW. But that's where that theme came from, was in WC or WWF. Oh, okay, okay. Okay. Okay, well, enough about Ernest Miller, because the mm-hmm. match wasn't Ernest that Miller. great. Ernest Miller mm-hmm. was okay. And then to, on to our hardcore match for the WCW Hardcore Championship. Terry Funk defeats Crowbar in a pretty brutal match. They took a lot of unprotected chair shots, um, a lot of hits to the head that they shouldn't have. Terry Funk ends it with pile driving Crowbar onto a what looks like some kind of car door, and uh, it was just it was. I mean, it was pretty chaotic, as you'd expect a hardcore match with Terry Funk to be. There was a part where Terry Funk almost went for his moonsault to the outside, and I was like, no, please don't do it, Terry. You'll die. I felt like it was like Randy no. the Ram up there. Like, don't do it. No, no more Ram jams. Don't do another Ram jam. You'll kill yourself. Thankfully, he Terry did. Funk here. He was 56 when he wrestled this match. Yeah, they talked about it, him being 56 years old, winning the hardcore championship. 
Like he was like a grandfather and he was like beating the crap out of all these young kids, young whippersnappers. The the thing that made me think the most out of this was probably I was Mika because uh you know Daphne screaming the whole time. The it was like halfway to the match, maybe not maybe a third to match. I had to mute this because I found that okay, A is annoying and B is probably gonna start freaking out my wife. Uh, yeah, just was, to hear uh, her screaming uh, over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> She's probably wondering what you're actually watching. I know. Like, are you watching some kind of horror film or something? Yeah. It was definitely interesting. But, Mika, think about it. What, you know, the original Scream Queen, of course, you have taken screaming to a, a whole new level. I should know. My ears should know. Mm hmm. Anyway, who said next to Mika knows. Or in the that's arena. Mika was in there where she is. That's there was that's a time where, where Raw was in Atlanta, and I heard Mika before I even heard like anything else in the crowd. Like, that's I could her scream out. Right, where I have no ear. Can't blame me for that. Hold on now. Um... Either way, this match would have never happened in 2020. All those unprotected chair shots were oof. So so scary. Every single one, I'm like, oh, golly. Oh, yeah. another one. Another one. I think I counted like 15 unprotected chair shots to the, to the cranium. Between, between the two of them, yeah. Yeah, and I just the whole time was cringing because oof. Um, but it was it wasn't a bad it wasn't a bad hardcore match. Terry Funk at fifty fifty four could probably still wrestle better than fifty six. I'm sorry, could probably still wrestle more than or better than a lot of the people uh, on that roster. Honestly, yeah, yeah, yeah. and take he more beating. Uh, he went on to lose uh, the the belt two months uh, two months later, one month later at. Uh, WCW sin. He sure did. And then kept, kept, kept on wrestling. Kept on wrestling. Last match uh, for Terry Funk back in 2017 at a young uh, 73. Last, last match with an there. asterisk. Yeah. yeah, his last match That's was a six-man tag. Where he could basically just get in there and throw some haymakers and and be and to tag back out. That's, put on, that's, put on that's the, basically what a put on the spinning toe hold. Yeah, Do, yeah. I remember what Dory Dory did. Fung Junior's match. He had a match where he literally just uh, he got in. I mean, him getting in and out of the ring took longer than the actual action. Uh, oh goodness. Did. Uh, he um, what was it a uh, eight man tag match? I think um, it was uh, Dory Funky. Yeah, I'm looking it up because I, I gotta see this. Uh, the one I remember. Let's oh, see. we skipped right over one of my favorite parts of the entire show: the interview yeah, with Mean Gene and and Team Canada and, and Team Canada. Yeah. 
Um, Ty, or, yeah, uh, Major yeah. Guns had one line and couldn't even say it correctly. And then yeah. Gene pops back with, <laughs> oh, my God. I actually sent it to, to Danger earlier Send because me the I was quote, laughing yeah. my ass off so hard. Hold on. Give me one second. You stick around, and I'll give you an opportunity to fly that Canadian flag on another pole if you catch my dress. (laughs) Oh, Mean Gene just didn't give a shit. At that point, he was, like, cussing, ready to fight people. Like, Yeah, he was ready to fight. um, Sexually harassing the women. Yeah, he was ready to fight natural-born thrillers later. Yep. Yeah, here we go. It's uh, Dory Funk Jr. versus uh, Junakiyama, Roji Sai, Ultimo Dragon, and Yohei Nakajima versus Atsuhi Mar- Maruyama, Masanobu Fushi, Osamu, Nishimaru, Takao Mori, and Takaishi. I remember that from the uh, the Champion Carnival back in 2017. Dory Funk Jr. has wrestled, you know, at in 2018 was his last match. Golly. In a, in, in a time yeah. limit draw against Osamu Nishimura, who's uh, 49 years old. He's like almost half of Dory's age. When I, or Dory's like 70 something, also, whatever. Yeah. Um, all right, ne- next up. Uh, Pink Vino and Reno versus the APA 2.0. Uh, the chronic, the chronic with K. Um, yeah, and the question everybody wanted to know is, who paid the chronic to take out the Italians? Yeah, uh, Brian Adams alluded that it was uh, their sister Marie. Uh, and at the end of the match, which finally ended after a little over eight minutes, uh, it was Reno who paid the bounty because I guess he wanted to play my games and screw Big Vito one more time and join back with the thrillers. Yeah, mm-hmm. interesting, interesting developments there. Um, match was okay. I kind of like Chronic, you know. I thought they were good at being just bruisers, of course, because they're big dudes. One of the one of the surprising moments was Brian was Brian Clark um, running and doing the somersault senton off the apron. I thought yeah. that was a little crazy for a guy his size to do. Um, and then technically, I guess it ended in no contest because Reno pinned Big Vito, his own partner. <laughs> so, so it's not really an ending, but you know. Then they continued to beat on, continued to beat on Big Vito, hit him with you know, a couple other moves, the high time and uh, another double team and stuff, and uh, putting the hurting on him, you know, as Marie was forced to watch Big Vito get beat up. Yeah, I mean, it was what it was. Chronic was. I didn't really hate Chronic. They were okay. Um... I didn't really like Vito or um, Reno like at all, but you know, it it just set up m- more for the thrillers, I guess. Honestly, um, but yeah, it was an okay match. 
Yeah, uh, I, I I definitely thought that uh, that the gimmick of the uh, of Chronic was fun, and I like both guys. But this match just didn't do anything for me. Uh, the other half was just like, mm. uh, yeah, uh, Reno's but, okay, and Big Vito's never been a guy I've really really enjoyed. I've, I mean, he's been everywhere. He literally has been everywhere. And within like a five year span, he was here in WCW. He was in ECW, and he was in WWE. Um, he was in TNA, you know, so he pretty much was everywhere within a few years, but he was never really great anywhere. And he wore a dress. And he wore a dress for a while because he lost the match and then eventually decided he liked it and kept wearing it. Like Saturn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like Saturn did, but Saturn made it goth and it was cool then. Yeah. He made it like a leather skirt, leather kilt kind of. Yeah, and then sort of wear makeup too, just because he's fucking Perry Saturn. He had to do. He had to, he he's Perry Saturn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love Perry Saturn. Fortunately, but, uh, he, was, he was already in. He was already in WWF at the time. Yeah. As part of the Radicals, uh, he had jumped the ship. I can't believe, like, was it two years later? Uh, Chronic would uh, join uh, WWE, and uh, they would have a. Uh, London like match. one match against Taker the Brothers Taker. of Destruction, and that was it, right? Yeah, because yeah, Taker so was like, no. What, what happened was can't... they were asked to go to OVW to go do some training. Um, and Brian Clark was like, yeah, sure, I'll go. But Brian Adams was like, uh-uh, I do this, and they walked. Yeah, as Adams was like, I've been working 20 years. Who the hell are you to tell me I need to go get training? Yeah. I've been I was working 20 years, years and I'm still not good. I was Adam Bomb, some bitch. No, no, don't tell me Brian I need to go. Clark. Clark was Adam Bomb, even though his last, yes. even though Brian Adams was Adam. Yeah, Brian Adams okay. was Crush. Was Crush, yeah. yeah. But still, he'd been working a long time. Yeah, both of them were. So next, yeah. so next we get yet another match. It seemed like every other match on this show was a no DQ, no holds barred. Ambulance, Bunkhouse Brawl, Street Fight, some gimmick match that, that had no rules. And so here we have an ambulance match, Mike Awesome versus Bam Bam Bigelow, just two big bruisers, and that Mike Awesome was still guy. that 70s guy, but he was, but he was starting yeah. to wrestle more like Mike Awesome as the ECW champion, as FMW legend Mike Awesome. So... Yeah. He was they like were talking the about that, killer. like, is he leaving? Yeah, he was the career killer because he would injure people, and he, you know. And so he and Bam Bam had this ambulance match, and Bam Bam was still kind of new, new back to WCW. I think this was before the triad, right? Yeah, this was right before the Jersey triad. Yeah, and he gets put. Bam Bam gets put through the roof of the ambulance in order to, uh, in order to lose the match as he enters the ambulance through the through the roof, falling through. Um, that doesn't say how you get in there. It doesn't say how you have to get in there. It just says you yeah, have to get in there at some have point. Have to get in there, and the door has to be closed. And he, the door was closed. Yep. And Bigelow gets driven away. I don't mean to sound like somebody who's writing. You guys are wrong, but this was a year after the triad. So this was after the triad. Oh, really? Okay. Yes. I thought the triad was died I three was... months later. Uh I thought they died in like in like the fall. I didn't think they died in the no, spring. No, it was like March of 2008. Oh, okay. Remember spring break? They were having those pool parties. 
Oh yeah. Yeah, I guess it would have made sense that the the triad was ninety nine. That's right. Yeah, because yeah, they were they, they were with because uh, he was Canyon. shortly after Paige. It was Canyon and DDP. Uh, won yeah. The, yeah, it was shortly after Paige won the uh, he had won the second he won his uh, championship. And he turned heel, and then they yeah went he turned heel the, for uh, no reason yeah. Yeah, and then they would have to yeah, you take, title. You take your best, your best under underdog, every man, and turn them heel. Yeah, because that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but next I we get it. another, another great match, and I say that as sarcastically as possible. My tone might not. For the United States Heavyweight Championship. At this point, Humorous I was general direction versus Shane but Douglas. They, but this time I was tired of Shane Douglas' stick. Oh like, yeah, it's, it's always like been the me, same. Yeah. It's always been the same thing. Everywhere yeah. he went, it's the same exact thing. And from you know, from when he became the friend, first became the franchise, he pretty much did the same shtick everywhere he went. You know, when he went to WCW, and then he went to TNA, he was still the franchise Shane Douglas, and you know, still doing all the same franchise stuff. Um, you gonna get your ass franchised and all that, you know cut my music and all that, you know, his gimmicks and stuff. Um, yeah. Never, never been a, never been a Rection fan, never been a Shane Douglas fan. So I was just not you really met, enjoying you this met, You met a friend of a huge Rection? Huge Rection? No. no. That's one of the reasons why I'm not a fan of him because that name is so bad. Yeah. It's just it such a bad terrible. pun. Trying to be cool and funny and edgy, but it was just, it was bad. Fucking um, it, it, it doesn't work then, when it's like that age. When you're in your 40s and 50s, you just no. Yeah, it's like DX in the 60s. It just doesn't work. Yeah, it's like DX, DX when, they, when they did that second run and they're making dick and fart jokes. Yeah, you're like, you can't fight the system because you are the system. You're rich white men in your 40s, okay? You are the quote-unquote man that you're supposed to be rebelling against. Yeah, and not to mention one of them literally owns the company. Yeah, yeah. So he literally is the boss and the man that he's yep. rebelling against. Yeah. So this match was okay. It was bad. It wasn't great. It uh ended a disqualification because Shane Douglas had been using his chain for a long time, and mm-hmm. you know the original uh, chain came down. Chop Chavo came down, and then uh. Shane Douglas beat down Rection afterwards. Both guys got bloody. I think Shane's was more hard way style. Yeah. Um, and then Rection might have bladed a little bit. But um, yeah, and then it was it was more Chavo as he had left the the uh Lieutenant Loco. Yeah, yeah, he had left the the misfits and was, you know, saying that he was he was the ch- cruiserweight champion again. So he was running there to mess with Rection one more time. Then the next match we get is another gimmick match. This time it was supposed to be a filthy it was supposed to be a filthy animal street fight, but Jeff Jarrett talked uh Mike Sanders into making it a bunkhouse brawl street fight match. Which I don't know why you want to say it's a bunkhouse brawl or a street fight because they're essentially the same thing. Uh it's just but I it guess, a street fight, street fight. Yeah, he just had to make it a bunkhouse street fight. Uh, the Harris brothers, Ron and Don, and Jeff Jarrett ultimately defeated Kidman, Conan, and Rey Mysterio of the Filthy Animals. Um, I mean, really, there's only two good people in this match. 
and they were on the same team. And Ray Ray without the mask was dog shit. I just didn't like looking at him, so I didn't like watching him. Um, yeah, the two you're talking about are the Harris brothers, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, two, the only two good ones in the match are were Ron and Don, who who really just loved getting in there and beating up on some brown people. Um, you know, I mean, that's that's the kind of thing they love to do. They did it. Look, that's what they did their whole WWF career. Okay, was beating on brown people. They were just in there to get some Southern justice, brother. That's it. Yep. With Jeff Jarrett, the the NWO, the Nashville World Order, as Mark Madden called them one time. Yeah, and then it kind of stuck. And then it really became the Nashville World Order when he found a TNA, and both Ron and Don were there, um, as they were. Yeah, they were the everywhere. Was Jeff a, was the match. Yeah, pretty much, and they still are probably. They're at his house for this. They, 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 were, for they were running. They were helping run a uh, lucha promotion a few years back in Tennessee. That's supposed oh, to be the Mysterio people. owned or whatever. Yeah, the, the they the were co-owner of. TV yeah, and they were showed up. Yeah, yeah, and then the promotion kind of fell through before TV never before anything came from it. Well, no, Ray Mysterio so got re-signed again. And and then he and then he couldn't be a part of it, and so the company kind of folded after that. I think once Ray Mysterio wasn't involved anymore, because that was going to be their claim to fame. Yeah. You can see Ray Mysterio with Lucha here in the states. Um, mm. The match was fine for a brawl, but it was you know they busted up the plunder. They did say plunder, and then Shivani even went. Did you say plunder? <laughs> Made my day. Yep. Plunder. Next time, next up, it was the insiders Dallas Page and Kevin Nash defeating the perfect event for the World Tag Team Championships. So, uh, you know, I've watched a lot of old WCW, but it's so weird to me that they they were ever a tag team. The Palumbo and Stasiak, or no, DDP and Nash, DDP and Nash, like. I know that they were friends and stuff outside of like the ring, but it's just well, they've been friends for like ten years at this point. Yeah, because... but it was just so weird to me though. Like, well, yeah, because Nash had always been against him as far as with the NWO, but yeah, this was cool. This was cool, good guy Nash. You know, he was cool, good guy. He was yeah. coming out to the Wolfpack theme by himself and stuff. I guess, but yeah, it's it's a little weird, you know, because given that they're long storied history against each other in the ring, but. That's what wrestling is. You beat somebody up one week, and then you're friends with them the next week. Or you go away for six months, and the person that you've always feuded with, now you're best friends with and tag team champions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That too. Okay, cool. Um, as long as we're on the same page. Uh, this was a pretty good match, you know, as you would expect from these four, and limited Kevin Nash, so that was good, because he was just waiting there to get the hot tag and literally hit the same three moves over and over again. I think I counted him doing the, the rope whip big boot like four times. Yep. Because that's um, all Nash was good at. That was one of his big. That was pretty much one of his few big moves, and then his little side slam, and then his you know hits in the corner, his elbows and his knees in the corner, and his stretched out foot like that's like his whole offense right there. And then the power bomb, and we call it. And we a got day. to see DDP hit a couple outs, hit a couple diamond cutters on the outside as some of the other as Jindrak and O'Hare tried to interfere. Um. Yeah, no, it's a pretty a pretty decent match. One of the better ones on the show, I would think. I really like Jindrak and O'Hare. Um, yeah, sad that they weren't wrestling on the show, but yeah, yeah. And I, I really Palumbo like Palumbo. Stasiak. I like Palumbo, but I'm not really. I like Palumbo, super... but Stasiak. Yeah, I'm not a big Stasiak yeah. guy. Meat, meat. But, yeah, 
O'Hare and Jindrak, I really do feel like somebody dropped the ball somewhere in WWE with them because they could have been. They could have been huge. They could have still they they could could have still, been be, huge. still be wrestling as main event guys. Yeah, and then yeah. unfortunately, you know, O'Hare's demons got the better of him. Um, yeah, but I don't know. Like, I, I liked this match. I just liked DDP. You know, being DDP with the short hair yeah. and watching Taking it on the DVD and selling and all that stuff. Yeah, and watching it on DVD, it was so nice to hear self high five i know i watched on the network and i didn't get that i got that do 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 even more generic music yeah for ddp and i loved that uh shivani made comment um that i I think it was i think it was stasiak that was working on his ribs and then shivani just said He's working on those ribs that have been so often taped here in WCW, and I'm just like, yeah, they have every big match of his career. Yep, he's got an in- he goes in with an injury. Yep, you know it's a big match when his ribs are taped. Yep, and he's in them jeans. Yep, he's in the jeans and his ribs are taped. You know it's gonna be an awesome match. Yep. Um, next on to our semi-main event of the evening, they had Michael Buffer do the calling, even though it wasn't the main event. But he didn't do Let's Get Ready to Rumble because it wasn't the main event. Yeah. Um, Goldberg defeats Lex Luger. And once again, a stipulation match, no holds barred match. Which um, is kind of funny. There was no holds barred, but yet they had to uh, distract the referee so that Luger could hit him with the brass knuckles. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. That was like, why did you run this? Why did you have to do the distraction spot when he could literally just hit him with the knucks? Right in front of the referee, it'd be okay. Um, Goldberg was on his second streak, and uh, if he lost, he was going to get fired. Was the the ruling from Mike Sanders? I think so. Mm-hmm. He he had to win. His back was against the wall, and this was a crazy Lex Luger who was, you know, yeah, he was using brass knucks. He was trying to hurt people, and even with the additional outside interference from Buff Bagwell. Who was, a, who was a shitty backstage commentator all night long, deciding that then he was going to form, I guess. Wasn't that where they, they formed Totally Buff right there? Yeah. Um, and Goldberg defeats Lex Luger and then takes a beating from uh, from Buff as well, you know, a little bit. But more so it was about forming the perfect, the Totally Buff tag team and getting Goldberg a win. It was a match. Yep. Lex Luger Luger looked so weird to me. Like with the shortish hair, he definitely looked he definitely looked a lot older. So I don't I don't wanna was that what it was? Was it that he looked older? I couldn't tell because I was like Like his body his body looked different too. Like he you know he was like fat but not fat, but yeah, it was like ripped but not ripped. That fat buff kind of thing, where he was yeah. like in between, in between, uh, you know, putting on weight gain to to turn into muscle or something. Okay, I just was like, am I the only one that noticed this, or did something? Just yeah, look no, Lex weird? definitely looked weird. Like I said, I think it was part of his body that wasn't as as perfect as it usually is, and then also well, was, his hair was kind of funky. Yeah, yeah, he was, he was definitely not the total package. Well, he was yeah. getting up there at that point. He was probably almost fifty at that point. 
The drugs have probably gotten to him. We're getting to that that's part of it too. Yeah. Now on to our main event of the evening for the WCW World Heavyweight Championship. Let's get ready to rumble. Scott Steiner Vicious. Yeah, Sid Vicious returns to WCW and challenges for the belt that he never lost. He was stripped of. And uh, I think he went to ECW for like six months. And then they brought him back. And... uh, he was just doing squash matches in ECW where he nearly killed guys. Uh, and stuff. Be honest, it was golf season was so uh, softball season was over. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Um, Scott Steiner defeats Sid Vicious, putting him in the Steiner recliner and making him pass out. Uh, yet again, it was a match. There was shenanigans. There was guitar shots, you know, and uh, it was a match. It surely was a match. And, that's for sure. That's, a, that's about it. That my my notes here is like a match happened in the main event. Even the yeah. Steiner, like he couldn't even get the Steiner recliner on Sid correctly because Sid was just like so long. Yeah, yeah. It was just like it was like Sid was on his knees while he was getting. It, it was that's how um, he. That's majority of time when he put the Steiner recliner on, the guy would be on their knees, and he would just well, kind of like hook his hands across their throat. Because yeah. they wanted to keep the guy's whole face clear so you could read the emotion on there. So he wasn't covering up his face with the move. But Sid was like on his knees. Sid was tall, though, is the problem. Yeah, that, and, so and I think that's what made it weird is because like even like, you know, when he put him in the recliner, he would always move their arms across his legs so that they couldn't, you know, power off, like push off the ground. But even like yeah. that, Sid's hands touched the ground. And I'm just like, this looks so weird to me. I don't. I was like, you do a Steiner screwdriver or something. Uh, well, he wasn't going to do that to Sid. No, hell no. And this, unfortunately, was probably the last pay-per-view. Not probably. It was the last pay-per-view match Sid had before the... Because the, he broke his leg at Sin, you said, right? Sin, was, yeah. I, was, I asked you, I was like, is this where he breaks his leg? I'm not sure if I'm ready to see that again. No, uh, it was it was at Sin um, okay. and the four-way with... I think it was him, Jer- uh, Booker, not Booker, him, Jarrett. I just watched this fucking show. Him, Jarrett, Rick Steiner, and S- it was both Steiners, Jarrett, and Sid. There we go. It took me a second. Which is a weird fatal four-way for a WCW title. Yeah, Rick Steiner in there definitely made it kind of weird. Yeah. Just about. I mean, hmm. uh, yeah, so, I mean, it was a match, and of course, it would lead to uh, a, a month or two later. It was a, it was said on said that uh, the animal returned as the mystery opponent. Animal. It was animal, not Rick Steiner. Thank you. There it was. Okay. That made more sense anyway. Yeah, and then uh, so. uh, oh my god, is this when they created the uh, Magnificent Seven too? The Magnificent, yeah, the Magnificent Seven, and the yeah, that's where and all then, that happened. And then you know the the you know then the the break that would temporarily end uh, Sid's softball career. 
Uh, yeah. yeah. A few months yeah, later. His leg snapped and so his leg good. got all floppy. And, yeah, it was nasty. Yeah. And just the to, to hope that... Break. And, and to hope that uh, Eric will make us watch that. Uh, I'll make sure that whatever month that is, we win that cover. WCW. Um, it was January. What's it? What's the sin? Was it since? He said it was, it was January. Sin. Yeah, because it was the formerly was sold out in January. Yeah, they, but they weren't doing NWO sold out, so they did sin instead. No, Sin was the four quarters, but that's not where he broke it, did he? Yeah, that's where he broke oh. his leg, was Sin. Oh, I thought it he was a jumping off match. the second rope for a one leg drop kick and landed on his foot and snapped. Which made it. no, like, in what? Why in would you what do that? universe get... does that sound like an intelligent thing <laughs> Like to do? a good move to literally jump off and land on one leg Fudge. on the second rope. He probably yeah. wanted to reinvent himself, you know, he, uh, Neat one of the Yeah, I don't know. But no, uh, I, 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 got I, I will not ever make it. This show, uh, um, yeah, show? this show, it's it gets it gets a C minus. No, I'm being nice. D plus. I wouldn't say it was that bad. There was some interesting stuff on here. It was. Overall, like even some of the bad matches were still not super long, so I could kind of get into them even a little bit. Even like the Rection and Shane Douglas match, I like I could get into it a little bit because it was kind of you know it wasn't super long. All the promos in you know in between were interesting, and uh, I'll give it like a B minus. Patrick, do you remember what I gave nineteen ninety four? Absolutely not. It was like Probably a D, wasn't it? I just got to make sure that I rate mine better than yours. <laughs> um, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Actually, no, I think I, no, I liked dangers. Dangers was the, was the, the tag thing. I'm going to go C just because there was some, there was some good stuff there, but not a lot. Uh, the best, the best match. Go ahead. Yeah. The, the best match was the opening match. 2000 WCW is just literally my response to you making us watch 1994 <laughs> WCW. Um, so I guess when we move to 90 or to WWF stuff, we'll be watching 94 WWF, which I can actually get behind 94 WWF way more oh. than WCW. I'm not a monster, but for look, as we look back at the new year. Next next week is gonna be a different show. Next next week we're not gonna cover any show. Um, next week we're gonna do our uh, first ever annual not in person show. So Eric, you might know like we we kind of have a you may not know we have a tradition to where we try to get together once a year and and have a show where we look back at different things. It's usually we try to make it in person and stuff, but of course. With the, with the fact that Mika left us, uh, and also, well, though she'll be in town, uh, and also because um, COVID, we're not going to do live, but yeah, yeah we're going to do a, a look back at the year. So we'll, we'll like the things that, that, that we liked, the things that we hated, and uh, yeah, take a look uh, back, back and a look forward, uh, and then 
starting in January, we're going to cover what? What else other than uh, the the biggest uh, battle royal in the world created by the now late Pat Patterson, the Royal Rumble. And well, I I'm thought not we were going to do that. World War III. I uh, know. I was like, that's the biggest battle royal. 60 men, three rings. Three rings. We already did that. One winner. We already did that, brother. WWF history. Uh, uh, so uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go back, and I don't know what you guys are gonna pick, but you know, I I like two things. I, I like the mid '90s, and I like chronological order. So I fresh off Star K nineteen ninety four, the nineteen ninety five Royal Rumble. Oh, I like the ninety five Rumble, so I'm not gonna be too upset. It's what I'm gonna pick. So uh, you guys have two weeks to figure out what you guys want to pick. <laughs> See if you guys like. You know, I like to go chronologically. So if you guys pick something from the '90s before '95, we'll or the 2000s that. or whatever. Yeah, hopefully, Mika will actually throw us a bone and, and suggest one for us. I doubt it. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, we'll see. But this Sunday night, we will see each other, assuming that nothing that happens between now and then. Um, and I thought you most of us Yeah. I unfortunately will not be there. I thought you said you weren't going to be there. Circumstances that I had no control over. Um, Eric, we're going to talk offline about that. Okay. I want you here. Thank you. Okay. Continue. <laughs> I'm 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 in shock now. Anyways, whatever. Uh, this Sunday, uh, AWE. I said AWE, right? I think I said AWE. Yeah, you said Show show of the year seven. ACH defends the uh, the Georgia Wrestling Crown. They still call that, even though they call no, it something. No, he he. ACH changed the name of it. It is now the Grand World Grand Championship, Championship, is what ACH what calls he, it. When, when did he at the last at the last at the show, last show. At, the TV, at the TV taping? He he made a promo saying that he was calling it the Grand World Championship. Yeah, and oh. it was called that during the match. Oh, during I his defense, it was noticed as the newly 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 crowned Grand World Champion. It's the same belt. He just renamed it. Yeah, yeah. He just renamed the belt. Yeah. All right, so it's still the GWC. Fine. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, yeah. So G- GWC um, against, against Homicide. homicide. <laughs> the, the Notorious um, 187. Returns uh, to AWE uh, after tearing down uh, the museum club or whatever. Museum like. bar. And, yeah. Yeah. Museum bar. Yeah. Um, Fighting yeah. in the street with, with – uh, with murder, and also he had the match where at the uh, his la- I think his last match was the Dark City uh, Street Fight versus Murder at um, was it at the, Expo? the Marietta? No, it was the Marietta Event Center because okay. Julius Smokes came with him that time. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. Was the event right before Evolve. Yeah. Uh, where our show was actually better than Evolve. Yeah, everybody's falling asleep and passed ready and leaving to go to Metallica concert the same night. So they stayed for AWE, left a little bit, and then went to go see Metallica. A lot of the fans did. I was one of those. That was one of the, my favorite concerts. 
Look, I don't um, give a shit about Evolve. There you go. Well, um, also, Allison K debuts. The AK-47 will be fighting Priscilla Kelly. Um, one of the advertised matches has to change as Henry and J.D. Drake are both uh, sporting injuries right now, so they will not be teaming with Chip Day against Young, Dumb, and Broke. Chip Day scrambling to find partners. He picked one in, a, in an Atlanta native called Charlie Bravo. Um he was trained at the Nightmare Factory, and he was a former Marine. And uh, any relation so to Johnny Bravo? Not that I know of, because otherwise oh, he'd be not. very distraught about his his uncle's shooting or whatever. Sorry. Maybe okay. maybe he knows clues, but um. Also, uh, what else do we have? Yeah, I think I'm those are the main some of the main advertised matches. Oh, Shug D versus Alexander James, two out of three falls this time. Oh, uh, yeah. Shug D got. Got injured by uh, James at the last show, bruised a rib. Shug's still sporting that injury, but wants to prove that he can he can beat the man in two out of three falls scenario. Um, so that should be a very good hard hitting technical matchup. Um, a few other matches and announced, and then of course we we talked about the Kenway. Like the Kenway, oh, yes, the Kenway returns. returns. Uh, yeah, Mur- challenging guess, Murder One in a Dark City Street fight. Murder One. Um, yeah. Murder one. Dark so, City yeah. Street Fight. Yeah. And a few more matches and a few surprises probably. Um, so be there this Sunday. Uh, tickets clear. are limited. You kind of have to email and ask for an invite to the ticket page. I think they want to keep as, the, the crowd as, as small as possible um, for the show just for COVID safety reasons. Of course, masks will be enforced and those, you know, social, distance, social distancing, please, and those kind of things. Yeah. Uh, and that's it. So we look forward to that. And uh, until until next week on another special edition of uh, Tuesday Night uh, FOW Live. Uh, follow us on the Twitter machine at FOW Radio. We're also, uh, which of course you know, Julius Smokes also follows FOW Radio on the Twitter machine. So uh, you, you should you should too, us. unless you think you're you better than Smokes, Absolutely. Um, and yeah, check us out on Twitter. Danny's on Twitter at Danny F and Danger. Mika's on Twitter at Mika Villas. Eric's on Twitter at EJ423X. I'm on Twitter at YellowmanPA. Let me not forget Podbean, uh, TuneIn, Stitcher, Amazon Music, Google Play, and iTunes. Uh, check us out, subscribe, uh, and enjoy. And until next week, keep watching wrestling.